Okay, yeah, let's, <laughs> let's talk about Drag Race. Let's talk about Drag Race because it, it was, drag, the Drag Race finale was on Friday. We were recording on Sunday morning and yeah. I am still, uh, I am still smiling. Uh, mm -hmm. I think I smiled throughout sleeping. Yeah. Spoiler alert. If you're listening, spoiler yes. alert. If you haven't watched the finale and you don't want it ruined, you know, skip ahead to skip. some, we'll, some um, uh, like disclosed time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so can we talk a little bit about the reunion too, since we didn't meet last time? Cause well, yeah. this was the first time watching a reunion episode that I was like, thank you. Like I, I, I found it like, cause normally I don't know how you guys feel reunion episodes like it's fun but it's kind of like okay let's just like get to the finale and yeah. I found this the high production music videos I'm like <laughs> every year every year please. every year every yeah. year 100 percent yeah no it was it was I, I loved like I loved the ones where it would be like with her original song <laughs> you know I was like ooh, okay <laughs> and what uh, was you guys' favorite like honestly, I I really liked Lala Ree's song, um, yeah. and like I love the music video too. But the song, like I've been listening to, like I enjoy that song. It is a good rap song, and like, but video wise, um, like as somebody who's like been on set and stuff like that, and like I, I don't know, just Olivia's video was like so well shot and was like. Yeah so sick and she looked so great like probably her best drag i would say of the show was in that video and like it really was like oh this is who olivia lux is so i don't yeah. know i think it's a tie for me for olivia and lala mm -hmm. what about you guys yeah. yeah definitely like lala for me lala was also mine as well <laughs> yeah lala, lala and lala re is like just such an like if Lala Re ever comes to Toronto, Ontario, Canada, I will buy a ticket for however much money it costs. Like, what an electric <laughs> performer, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously, though, like, she really, like, I really hope to see her on All Stars um, yeah, after yeah, this great. platform. Like, she's been given this platform and stuff, because I think she will be a really, like, kind of giving me, um, not really Shea Coulee, but just like that where I just feel like she didn't have enough time on the show. Yeah. Um, and I want to see more of her because mm -hmm. clearly she has a lot to offer. I mean, they yeah. all do, but Lala, mm -hmm. just that music video, I was like, damn, like you knocked that out of the fucking park, dude. Yeah. And Ocean Kelly. Ocean Kelly is such a great performer too. I was like to, to go and find Ocean Kelly and be like, please do this music video. Like it's just, it's, it's really smart. Um, do, do we want to say who our least favorite video was, um, or, or one that you didn't find? Like, I didn't think any of them were like that bad or anything, but one Elliot. that maybe you didn't like. Can... <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> I'm going to have to say Elliot as well. El Elliot with two T's. Um, I'll be fully honest. Uh, my answer here, uh, is very biased. I'm going to say Utica, but that's because I didn't even watch it. <laughs> Really? When you, when it, cause me and my family, like, especially after the roast episode, we were so done with Utica that when it was like Utica's little section on the reunion, we literally like took the dogs outside to go potty because we were like, nah, like we're not watching this. I'm <laughs> like, say it did the same thing too. I did not watch. <laughs> they, you both would, ra you both wanted to see your dog shit 
more than you wanted to see Utica do anything. Yeah. I think, yeah. And I think like we had like, we have one of those little like monthly subscription boxes where like they send uh, you like candy from around. I think like we also like did that during Utica section. Like we did, we were like just trying to find things to do to yeah, avoid yeah, having yeah. to like watch. A little her. vacuuming, dusting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just get some chores on. Yeah. I, I honestly thought you, uh, well, as the only person who saw Utica's music <laughs> video, um, I forgave Utica a little bit. Um, although I found her reunion answers like a little bit cringe, but um, I, her, her music video is really cool, actually. Like, she was like, did you guys see it at all, like on Instagram or anything after? Because she was like covered. Okay, guys, it's actually cool. I, could, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I thought about it. I was like, I felt a little bad. I was like, I should, I should watch it. Cause, you know, cause she can, you know, if you, ignore her colorful personality um you know she has Those some like, good looks. <laughs> <laughs> um she has she can turn some good looks uh you know and and she you know has her talents and whatnot but um but yeah i mean i i should i should watch it i should give her a chance <laughs> she's like it she, 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 she does a halsey like she lip syncs to a halsey song and that's why i turned it off Sorry. Oh, okay. I, I really hate Halsey. I don't hate her as a person. I just really don't like her voice. Uh, okay. Well, you're not going to like it all the way around. Then there's no reason okay. for you to watch it. Because I was going to say, I knew that there was some reason why I like was like, nope. Yeah, you're like, Halsey and Utica, no, look, I'm just going to watch my dog shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, but it, it, she's like covered in string though, and then she like cuts her way out of all this string. It's 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 oh, an that sounds that sounds interesting. I'll, it's I'll a cool concept. It's a cool concept. But um, but, but uh, to talk about the reunion a little bit further, I would say like the thing that I found uh, two things I found like a little awkward about the reunion because I actually really enjoyed like for the most part like uh like all the music videos and I, like it was like a showcase more than mm -hmm. a reunion. Yeah, which I, which I like. Um and. But the thing that I found awkward was, first of all, it was so obvious that RuPaul had pre-recorded uh, pre his entire section of hosting and did not do it live. Yeah. Um, yep. Like, not, e not even live, like, on the day. Like, literally, obviously, pre-recorded this on before. a Tuesday. Weeks before. Yeah. yeah like, <laughs> and then it was like, Lala Ru would say something super specific, and, and RuPaul would be like, ha ha, oh, Lala. And you'd be like, wait, no, that's not the right <laughs> response. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, uh, was definitely that vibe of like that RuPaul, like, I don't fucking care. Like, <laughs> let me just record this and then let the editors do the work. <laughs> yeah, let the editors figure it out. And so I found that like a little awkward because it was like, because I actually like about the reunion a lot, uh, sometimes that uh, the queens get to see RuPaul again and like sometimes mm -hmm. be like, be like, I'm sorry. Or like, I, yeah. uh, you know, I've learned from this experience, you know, or whatever. And you kind of get to see Ru give them like a little bit of advice, but like that obviously didn't happen this time. And then the second thing I found like kind of awkward was like asking these random ass fan questions um, like to each other over Zoom and like having canned answers and stuff. It was just like, I don't know, like why not have the Queens ask each other questions or like go back to moments and ask about those moments or something, you know, like, I yeah. don't know. Like yeah, like previous reunions though, right. how they've done it. I have to say, I also just like, want to throw it in there I loved uh their rendition of like Vogue 73 questions with <laughs> yes like, oh wait was that it was I think their yeah. version was like 69 questions with yeah like, yeah <laughs> I thought that that was to me so so much fun like I really mm -hmm. enjoyed because they really got like I don't know if you guys have watched the Vogue 73 questions oh, yeah. it's very yeah, yeah, 
Yes, exactly. <laughs> but it's like they did it exactly. Like yeah. just the whole, even because it's like the Vogue seventy three questions. Like it's like it is kind of campy. Like oh yeah, oh yeah. It's like not like because it's so like oh like what no like just yeah. like and I really like that they because I just thought that it fits so well in the drag race universe basically yeah. and I really yeah. hope they continue with that too yeah. they had a lot of new stuff this mm-hmm. time around that I was like keep it yeah, yeah keep the showcase keep the showcase and keep the 69 questions and like there's been stuff from the season like that like keep the challenge where the queens have to make each other each other or whatever yeah you know? like, oh my god that was the best challenge ever and i think like this year because of covid like and on other reality shows too like mm-hmm. you've just seen like kind of innovations happen that it's like mm-hmm. that's actually great yeah like in a regular universe yeah know? yeah a thousand percent for sure um but we can move on to the finale maybe unless yes. anyone else said anything yeah. about the reunion. Um, Although one more thing about the reunion, I don't know if you guys heard, like, a, a, most people did not like it. <laughs> like, like yeah. it was widely not liked on, like, by a lot of drag queens and, like, on Twitter and stuff. I mean, I get, because, like, you know, I do miss almost, like, I did miss, to an extent, like, almost the more, like, Housewives-esque, like, reunion of, like, they're all in yeah. a room together and, yeah. like, you know, it had they all been there together like what would it have been like between like candy muse and tamisha iman like you know that's kind of stuff that like people look forward to is like kind of the rehashing of like the drama and all that so like i get that but i mean i think you know uh uh necessity is the mother of invention and we got some really good uh new new kind of things to do from the uh the the covid reunion (laughs) for sure for sure. 100%. Um, but yeah, the, uh, the finale I thought actually did kind of what the reunion, uh, did like over zoom, like that same kind of vibe, but like mm-hmm. just killed it. Like whoever oh, yeah. produced this finale, it was fucking awesome. It was so fun. And obviously like very COVID safe, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Was it, do you think, like what parts do you think were pre-recorded though? Because like there was a lot of stuff where I was like, I don't know, like, is any of it live or? Hmm. The, I think the drive and drag part was live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I think the reading of Miss Congeniality was live and the actual, like, um, and the final lip sync, I think was also live. Mm. Okay. No, actually That's, that, no, I actually yeah. don't think that. I actually don't think that, no, because they, they watched it live. Yeah, so, right. So actually, so actually it's weird because, so yeah, then the only live part was the... probably Jada Essence Hall out in the parking lot. Yeah. Yeah, because then she like, you know, got in the car and was like, I'm yeah. driving to the finale. Yeah. And showed mm-hmm. up, you know, in a completely different <laughs> look. Yeah. <laughs> like these looks where it's like, I know that takes at least two hours to do <laughs> yeah right <laughs> are you telling me these drag queens didn't have you know three different looks in the span of an hour <laughs> yeah insanely intricate looks but natalie what parts do you agree like i i don't know I can't, yeah i think I actually... so i i i think you know i do think the driving part was live although i will say i wouldn't be like terribly surprised if it was like if that was also pre-recorded um you know, maybe not as far in advance as, like, the actual, like, finale and all that, um, but definitely, like, the lip syncs and stuff were pre-recorded, and I wonder, because, like, at the end, right, the final, the two final queens, they do their lip sync, but it's, you know, obviously, however much later, when we all find out who wins, they're also finding out, and they, you know, they kind of all film, 
you know, their reaction if they won and whatnot. Um, I wonder if it's that same way for, no, probably not. I, <laughs> I answered my own question. Um, because like the little two, like kind of semi final lip syncs, you know, it would be interesting if they did like, but that would just be way too much. I think to be able to pull that off. Uh, yeah. Like it's, I actually was just thinking about that too. It's like, wait, did they just film every combination of lip sync? But then it's like, yeah. no, that would be, yeah. That's like impossible. too much work. Yeah. And, and so it's obvious that the first two lip syncs happened. Right. I think, yeah. I think actually, uh, cause they've done this in drag race before where like, they'll film like a third option. So they will be like, mm-hmm. you know, it'll be like the right. first two lip syncs happen. I think that was like set because when you watch, I don't mm-hmm. know if you guys watch them react live. I watched the like, yeah. um, it, which was actually so fucking great. Mm-hmm. Um, and like watching, watching a uh, Simone win, like, and seeing oh, her, my gosh, her win. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Sorry, <laughs> spoiler alert. Skip that to 34. So... <laughs> I loved like, her entire crew though and the second they announced and like just I don't know that brought tears to my eyes because I mm-hmm. was like that's so awesome to have like a group that is yeah. so behind you and yeah. so supportive yeah. of everything that you do and just and- like oh I mean oh, sorry, sorry. like this final four it's like <laughs> Like, it sounds cheesy, but it's, like, you are, like, all winners because all of them were so fantastic that it's, like, you know, Simone is, like, the, but, like, you know, it's, you can't even, like, I, you know, if I lost to Simone, I wouldn't even be mad because it's, like, she's so fantastic and, like, you know, each and every one of them had such an amazing run on the show that it's, like, dude, like, it's, it was just a fantastic Final Four. For sure, and, like, I I don't know, I think, that they have kind of brought, I mean, Simone winning to me was kind of her winning for her and Gigi because mm-hmm. it was almost like, cause Jada is like, should have won. Like Jada did the best on her season, I think, right. but it's like, it's like Gigi kind of brought something like it's, it's the most refined we've ever seen on drag race was Gigi, you know, and mm-hmm. just in terms of fashion and, and ideas and, um, uh, like in in the looks department, uh, like the runway department, let's say. Mm-hmm. And then I think Simone just like did that again, but like with her, with such a strong personality. And mm-hmm. it was like Simone winning for both of them. You know, yeah. it was like yeah. that the House of Avalon deserves to kind of win this year because mm-hmm. that's, Gigi has kind of made this kind of, like almost had a reign herself you know, um, as like, uh, almost was a winner of Drag Race because of how well she did. And then kind of Simone takes this through and it's like, those two, like, that's really, like Katya on the pit stop was like, any ounce of idea that I would go back on Drag Race was just snatched when I watched this episode. (laughs) Like, these, it's, it's another level. Like, it's just a crazy new level. But, but like, moreover, just, I think, you know, taking taking kind of the air of Gigi, but like, you know, as Simone said, like showing black culture mm-hmm. through yes. everything that I've done. And like, she really, and I think that's what makes her her own, like from her fashion to her acting challenges to her roast, like she was unapologetically her. And I think really taught and brought a lot of viewers into black culture. Um, you know, and I think that that's what makes her just so unique because Mm -hmm. I, I think that like, you know, she comes from, you know, like small place in Arkansas, correct? Conway, Conway, Arkansas. Conway. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, I just to then take 
like cultivate who you are, um, you know, through moving to New York and all that stuff and then bring that to a national level and just really, I mean, kill it week after mm-hmm. week and just be, she was so, mm-hmm. I, like, I think she went above and beyond Gigi's mm-hmm. innovation, to oh, be totally, honest. Oh, yeah. 100%. And, you know, and I think, because obviously my prediction, right, was that it was going to be Gottmik, that one. Um, but, you know, I'm extremely glad that Simone won. And now I'm like, you know what? Like, that makes sense. And that is the way it should be. Because, uh, you know, Simone also had her moments where she wasn't quite, you know, she wasn't quite sure or like she wasn't, she was a little afraid to like push it fully sometimes. And I think like seeing that growth from her being like, you know, who, like, I'm just from Conway, Arkansas, to being like, no, like, I'm fucking Simone, mm-hmm. <laughs> Simone Ye from Conway, Arkansas, and you're gonna fucking remember it, <laughs> you know, I think that growth, and, like, you know, in combination with, like, her turning out these looks, and turning out these looks, and, you know, this way that was, like, so Simone, like, nobody else mm. could do that, you know, that, I was like, okay, you know what, that is, that is winter material, because it's one thing to, like, you know, be yourself and own it from the start, right? And that's very, you know, admirable as well. But like, Mm -hmm. to go into this competition that like, you know, is probably like, in terms of any kind of reality show competition, one of the most intense, (laughs) you know, and to like, yeah, and to just like overcome that kind of like trepidation, it's like, okay, that's, you know, to me, like, not disparaging anybody else, but it's like, that's, you know, more admirable, you know, to I an mean, extent, the self-love, like, yeah, self-love that she gained mm-hmm. is something that I feel like, you know, like that, that's so unique mm-hmm. to, For sure. to uh, like, cause it, it's exactly what you're saying, Natalie, like from someone like who did have that, like trepidation going mm-hmm. into this in the beginning and then just to be so unapologetically her at, yeah. by the end and like, yeah, like, you know, Simone from Kanye, Conway, <laughs> like, that's just <laughs> truly so, I don't know, she just brought fucking smile, like, I was just, like, yeah, yeah, it's, it, and, like, it, I just love this season, because you have, like, I mean, All-Stars in the future is gonna be fucked, like, I just, All-Stars before is, like, let's bring on some funny queens who used to be on the show, <laughs> and now it's, like, let us have a gladiator rematch, <laughs> drag superstars like you know like like when you watch i mean all stars 2 is my favorite season of drag race ever Mm. because it is Mm -hmm. like the height of everyone but kind of all stars 3 like it's like people come on and you're like well that person's not going to win and now Mm -hmm. all stars is like what imagine if gotmic imagine if gotmic it comes back for all stars and like gg and crystal and like it's like you would just it would just be like there's how do you pick a winner like you know it would be insane and it's it's just like it's really interesting, right, to just, I mean, you look at the difference between, like, you know, season one, I mean, even season two, the earlier seasons of Drag Race compared to now, and it's so interesting because it's like, you know, you have Aquaria, you have Gigi, you have Gottmik, you have, you know, all these people who are our age or younger, ooh, yeah. Um, yeah. Who, who basically grew <laughs> up on the show, and so, like, they're this whole different caliber you know, due to just, like, this generational difference of, like, yeah, back in the day, you know, before, before RuPaul himself, 
you know, it's like drag was very much like this underground thing. It was seen as like, you know, a, a perversion almost, like this cross-dressing. Whatever. It was and like so illegal like, until yeah. like the 70s or something like and that. And so even like, RuPaul himself, you know, kind of bringing drag to, you know, uh, mainstream American culture was like a big thing. And then Drag Race on top of that just did that much more to legitimize it as an art form. And so it's like, now you have these kids who, you know, right, luckily are growing up in a much different, you know, world than a yeah. lot of the older queens are. And it's, <laughs> I mean, I'm with Katya. I'm like, I, I wouldn't go back on that show. I'm going to get my ass handed to me. Hell no. And I think like All Star 6 will kind of be the last season of Drag Race where you're going to see those old queens willing to come back yeah. on the show. Mm -hmm. Like, because it's, I mean, I love the early seasons of Drag Race so much because there is such, like, grit in those seasons. Like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there's not that kind of idea that, like, you bring a bunch of looks. It's mm -hmm. like, you show up with you and the shit you brought and you figure it the fuck out. Yeah. And, like, you know, like, somebody like Detox, right? Like, paved mm -hmm. the way. Like, Detox did not come in with $100,000 yeah. worth of looks, right? Detox came in spending a lot of money, but like relative to the time, but really like styling really well, r walking the runway really well, like every single time and making and using the things in the workroom to make these like crazy ideas or like sheer needles mm -hmm. or really someone like that, yeah. right? Yeah. And, like, now it's like people do that six months before they go on the show. They refine all of that and then they go on the show knowing exactly what they're going to do. And it kind of makes it a different show. Mm -hmm. Which, like, I still love, but yeah. it's, it's kind of a different thing, you know? Mm -hmm. it's, no, it's, yeah. Yeah. Let's, okay, so what did you guys think? So let's, uh, the uh, rosé and candy lip sync. What, what did you guys, your thoughts on that? Well, Rain, would you like <laughs> to start? I mean, I don't really... No, I just, it, it, to me, really showed the difference between them mm -hmm. um, and just really, like, Candy deserved to win, but it just, mm -hmm. it was really cool seeing that you could see where they came from. Like, Candy is a club circuit drag queen and Rosé is an, an uh, musical theater actor mm -hmm. and yes. dancer. Yeah. And I thought that was just really interesting because I, just to really see, because they hadn't performed together, like, yeah. Ever lip syncing. Yeah, no, so yeah. there was just like, to me, I thought it was really reflective of their uh, past and uh, yeah. where mm -hmm. they come from. Yeah. Do y'all think that the outcomes would have been different if it was like, you know, let's say like Candy versus Gottmik and Simone versus uh, Rose? Like, you know, I've, I've actually thought about this a lot and like mm -hmm. Gottmik didn't have a great lip sync. Like I yeah, really no. like like Gottmik yeah. is is a great look queen, but like isn't really a performer. Like really, right? And yeah. like I really think that if got like I think Gottmik would have lost either way on mm -hmm. her first lip sync, mm -hmm. honestly, because if she went against uh, Rose or if she went against Candy, like both Rose and Candy did turn it out, and Rose had a sprained mm -hmm. ankle, and like I oh think Rose, like there was kind of a part of me that was like. I don't know, like, just, I don't know how you guys felt about this, but, like, Candy's, like, finale lip sync look was, like, pretty underwhelming. And, yes. like, there was just a part of me that felt like, did she think that she wasn't going to make it? You know? Yeah. I th had li literally the exact same thought. I was like, that's a very underwhelming outfit to choose for this, this final 
thing. Right. And like, <laughs> but I think to answer your question before, like, like it's, if the outcomes would have changed, Simone mm-hmm. still would have been the winner. Yeah, I think. for sure. Yeah, that's the thing though. I do believe, I think Candy would have beat Gottmik just like Rosé. And I think if it was, if it was Gottmik and Rosé, I, I honestly don't, I don't know. I don't yeah. know about that. Like with Rosé's sprained ankle, like she just wasn't able Mm-hmm. to really turn it out mm-hmm. so but I was surprised honestly because I thought Rosé was going to be like in the top two and mm-hmm. then the second she started lip singing against Candy I was like dude Candy's winning this like it's very <laughs> clear who's winning it Candy is such an amazing lip sync like just performer because she just commands so much attention like there's not you can't really it's like she just starts doing things that you're like wait what are you doing you know like you can't <laughs> Yeah. And like her would, reveal, like I thought she had no uh, reveal. And then for her to just literally take off her entire bodysuit and just have like a random ass not bought. I was like, Candy, like you're so <laughs> like. Oh my gosh. I'm, you know, I think for a while, just like every single week, if you, you know, if you lip synced, like you had a reveal, <laughs> just like on the normal show, right? And mm-hmm. then like the reveals kind of seem to like, pit her out and so I'm always like you know at first I was like like it was sort of a joke you know a couple of seasons ago where like somebody would like walk on stage with like this big garment and I'd be like oh I wonder if they're gonna have a reveal (laughs) um but then like the reveal stopped and I honestly kind of missed them so I I loved the you know I loved the reveals of the finale obviously you know they're not gonna top that one reveal that we're not gonna name no I'm just kidding um uh but uh Wait, wait what reveal are you talking about (laughs) <laughs> the Sasha. iconic taking your wig off and having the rose yes, petals fall down. <laughs> but I'm gonna be oh, real. Sasha, Sasha, yeah, Moore, yeah. yeah, But Simone's hairpiece, oh I thought that was a very high contender. Like JE and I literally were like, "Whoa!" Yeah, yeah. When that just happened, when those <laughs> little ribbons dress. popped out the top of her wig, <laughs> I yeah, I was like. Like, I just love that she was wearing a wig that you're like, oh, she just has, like, you know, hair on the side of her face. And she's like, nope, this is a lever. And like, just, like, like, wait, what? Like, are you a Rube Goldberg machine? Like, you know, but what else is going to happen? Her reveals in the lip sync with Got Mick, mm-hmm. I was like, she, like, she was wearing the, like, basketball, like, outfit. And I was like, where mm-hmm. is this going to go? Yeah. 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 Pulls it off fucking gorgeous underneath and then whips her head and just these golden locks yeah blow out and I was like I you know I like when she was you know she tore off the little tracksuit she like took off the wig I was like that's when I was like got Mick like girl you're in danger like come on and like step it up come on for sure Um, like and I thought that Candy was gonna have some reveal underneath the bodysuit that she was wearing the full length bodysuit she was wearing and then it was just nope I'm gonna pull a flag out of my wig and I was like yeah okay all right I thought and the thing is though I feel like that was so her though um Mm -hmm. I think that Mm -hmm. that was very Candy Muse but I agree like I JD and I also were like a flag like a flag okay it makes like for who you are a thousand percent makes sense but like I know that you she didn't probably know she was going up against Simone or I don't know how much planning they had but like Mm -hmm. just knowing that like you're gonna be you okay Rosé's out so it's either Gottmik or Simone 
-hmm. you know, like those are two people that to me, it's like, yeah, they're going to pull tricks out of their bag. Yeah. Surprised when Gottmik didn't, honestly. Um, But still, I would have gone into it with like, I probably need to do something on the level of Sasha Valor or, you know, below because I assume they're going to be at that level already. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. And, you know, the Sasha Valor wig, Rose Petals, is a great reveal. But, like, and, like, when I watched it, I did I did go ham. Like, it is such an amazing <laughs> thing. But, like, the, I do love Roxy Andrews with my hair pulling off, pulling off two wigs. I yes. love that <laughs> wig reveal. That is what, and then Michelle, like, going like this. Like, that is <laughs> some of the greatest. I fucking love that. And it's like, I love that. And then I also love the Brooklyn Heights disco runway where she's wearing like the Afro and the poncho. And then she like whips it off and turns around and like does the whole thing. And then Rue screams, you better work, bitch. Those two (laughs) reveals for me, like they do, they are on par with the Sasha Velour wig, like rose petal reveal. Because it's like anything that just gets you going that you're like, oh, didn't see that coming. You know, I, and I don't know, like, like Simone's yeah was there for me and stuff but there's something about like there's something about just the energy that you bring to it it's like it doesn't mm-hmm. even need to be that technical or fancy yeah. like you just need to fucking you need to like reveal it you know mm-hmm. like it needs to be a show kind of yeah and like I don't know like Gomic did have a reveal like pulled stuff off of her but like yeah it's like you can't be like you know it's like yeah and like I think what like makes her like what takes a reveal from like oh like that's that's a fun reveal to like Sasha Velour you know Brooklyn Heights level is like not like expecting it or like expecting something yes. else and like getting something different and so like you know when Gottmik came out you know again it was a joke of like I wonder if she's gonna do a reveal <laughs> because it's like right. you know she had like this big thing it's like okay obviously this yeah. is gonna release into like a cape or a skirt or so you know um because you can kind of like begin to almost recognize like you know when things are constructed in a certain way (laughs) um and so yeah so it was a little bit underwhelming in that sense of like you know I I I need fireworks I need live animals I need I need (laughs) glitter I need you know um but you know it was it was a good um it was a good effort and you know obviously It it was um you know uh the kind of the message down with the system right it's a big deal. You're the first trans queen on this show. So like, for sure. totally get that. And I'm sure that was a really big moment for the community. Um, but yeah, I was kind of like, come on, Gottmik, like, you know, do you have anything else? <laughs> yeah, but, no, but, I, I agree. You know, no. again, everybody, I mean, like, I, I just, I honestly feel bad for like, <laughs> you know, whoever's on the next season, because it's like, how are they going to, you know, how are they going to talk this final four? Like, you know, Dude, they were all so I, fantastic. I thought that about Gigi's season. Yeah, I was like, I know, how are they yeah. going to top that? And then this season, I'm like, well, fuck me. Like, they top that. So how are they going to fucking top? Like, if they don't have someone from House of Avalon on next season, I think that's going to be a really dumb mistake. Because I, I think, think that... It'll happen. It'll happen. Yeah, because sure. I, I just feel like House of Avalon, there's there is something brewing that other these other like houses and families don't have and i do think it comes from that bonding of being from these little places in the south where you probably i mean you grow up being told what you're doing is shameful sinful whatever and then to persist outside of that move to fucking new york city like when simone's like i haven't been back 
since I left. And it's like, Mm -hmm. I completely understand that. And I think that that's what makes you who you are today is that moving on from that. So I can assume that the other girls in House of Avalon, you know, are just as talented as well. And I would love to see, I just want to see Mm -hmm. more of the house on there. Yeah. And like they already have, they have an article in the LA Times like about Simone and and Gottmik and Simone talks about the House of Avon. Like you see them obviously becoming kind of movers and shakers like in these mm-hmm. in the drag world already, and then in the fashion world now where like you're yeah. seeing them do things that that people are like in you know like I can see in five years the House of Avalon being on the cover of American Vogue. Like it just mm-hmm. I can just see yes. that trajectory for them. You know what I mean? Which yeah. is really exciting because yeah. it's kind of I think for RuPaul like what Rue has really always wanted out of Drag Race and has kind of talked about like in the, because they sold the show to Logo like in, in one meeting, right? right. And Rue was like, this show is meant to be a place where people come as drag performers and then brand themselves and then go and mm-hmm. become and become like me. And like that's happened for sure. But now it's happening on a scale where it's like, other like the fashion industry is paying attention the mm-hmm. music industry is paying attention <sighs> and that's how the legacy of drag will be passed on from rupaul being everything drag to drag as an art form and there are there are equal performers you know and i think yeah that, that's gonna happen soon it's gonna be very fast now because the quality I mean, is so fucking high yeah well i mean just the fact Gigi and jada were in the savage fenty fashion show uh Gigi is has done a lot of major campaigns now for brands that i mean normally i wouldn't say they normally wouldn't have a drag queen as their face but i think it took somebody like Gigi for them to make that jump which is just putting it you know as you were saying gabe and just like it's it's more accessible now and people are everyone is seeing it and i just also have to say i just a little side note, I loved Rihanna's message to Simone. Yes. Oh my god. Little nasty ass bitch. <laughs> wow. Um, okay, so let us um let's wrap up drag race and mm-hmm. on the outline next we are talking of summer house. Yeah. Can we just like I just want to go into your the second point that you have, the rise and fall of Hannah. Please, Burner. let's just talk about that. There's no reason. Did you guys that. did you guys listen to the audio? Yes. Yes, I did. From I think I did. I think I did. You know, we on the podcast have never liked Luke. That being said, him, her. If you okay, for, so for our listeners, Bravo super fans, um, if you guys saw the little clip of the reunion um, that was brought up that Hannah discusses a lot of personal stuff on podcasts and a lot of accusations are thrown around when she's talking about her other castmates, accusations that are actually pretty harmful to the person. And she was on a podcast with, I think, Danny Pellegrino, or maybe it wasn't Danny Pellegrino. I think it was. was a, I think it was. Okay, yeah. Huge podcaster huge podcaster somebody that has a lot of pull in the bravo community and a lot of pull in the entertainment community it is a podcast that was going to be listened by probably tens of thousands of people and on this podcast she referred to luke i mean kind of like a pseudo name but it was clearly she was talking about luke rings she called him rings Rings. yeah rings right and basically i mean joked about him having a suicidal 
moment and you know we i'm not going to she didn't discuss too much about it but what she did discuss was that she wanted to fuck and she was getting annoyed with him and she he said he was going to and again this is all i'm not going to say this is true either because i actually in this moment do feel bad for luke because i think that that was a really awful thing for Basically, she just said that he said he was going to kill herself himself and she went to bed and woke up and he hadn't done it. So it was fine. And that Luke's mom was like calling, calling her. Yeah, that was kind of because I was like, at first I was like, okay, you know, like it's not, you know, like it's not obviously like she's telling it as if, as if it's this funny story. And even if it was just like, even if it was just like a dramatic moment, because, you know, there are some people that will sit there and, you know, be like especially and i we don't know right like when this occurred you right. know was this like pre their little dating not dating moment was this post their little dating not dating moment so don't know the timeline um but you know right wouldn't put it past some people to you know to kind of pull that unfortunately there are people that pull that like oh my gosh like you know i'm going to i'm going to i'm going to hurt myself whatever like 100%. to get attention so at first i was listening and i was like okay like probably shouldn't be talking about this, but it was when she mentioned that his mom was calling her that I was like, wow, like you, you went from being like, okay, dude, like, don't be a piece of shit to like, you're like a piece of shit. Like, like that's not it's for not, someone's parent to be like an adult parent to be calling you. And you're joking about it. And you're joking about it. And did you hear the Carl thing? Did you hear what she said about right. Carl on the other podcast? Right. I and, didn't hear that one. And then she, on the, yeah, on the, sorry, go ahead. Sorry. Well, no, on the other, she did another fucking podcast with another popular podcaster that has a lot of pull in the community, a podcast that was going to be listened by thousands of people, and basically excused that Carl has an Adderall. She, she said a lot of them abused Adderall, but she was like, yeah, one morning Carl came, woke up and he had a bloody nose, and I was like, dude, you gotta stop snorting the Adderall. Not having the social cues to think about the fact that her friend, someone that she claims to be her friend, has addiction issues, has been open about those addiction issues. Even when he wasn't getting help and he was drinking a lot, he acknowledged, I mean, the last season that his drinking was kind of out of control, but he didn't know what to do. Like, this is somebody that has known. And for you to then go on a national platform and to like that's devastating to somebody's career well and and you know the thing about it is it's obvious that it's for personal gain and attention mm -hmm. it's not that somebody is like intensely on both of these occasions she brings it up and furthers the story herself like yep. it's not like she goes on these podcasts and people are like so i hear there's a lot of drugs in the house like well tell me what drugs well i heard that carl's nose bleeds a lot from some guy on production like Hannah is offering all of these details. And what that means is you're going out of your way because you want to create, you want to, you want to be seen, like you want mm -hmm. attention mm -hmm. for revealing these things because you think it's okay to. And then you, you, like you said, Rain, you take the step of telling thousands of people in order to gain that. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know, there's just a certain part of me that's like, I owe, you know, I always kind of gave Hannah the benefit of the doubt, I think, on Summer House because it's just, no, it's in my nature, I think, to like when 
it seems like everybody is kind of against one person and it doesn't really make a lot of sense to be like, okay, well, what's really going on here? And, and that's why like Hannah would message us on Instagram or during the show and we'd be like, oh, this. And then it kind of took this, it's like the, it's like the cream curdled, you know, it's like, <laughs> oh, yeah. it just became like really sour. And you're like, wait a minute, you're actually somebody who's like, kind of like a malicious person who wants to take others down if they come like hey or like even not even come after you like say your name yeah like and And it's yeah and it's such a to me it's like such a marker of insecurity it's you know i i it's like you know i feel like we've all kind of like witnessed it like in middle school, right? Like where, you know, maybe it starts out where like people are kind of dogpiling a person like, and it's like, Hey, you know, leave them alone. Um, but then it's like that person almost takes it too far by being like, you know, I have to, you know, I have to prove that like, or I have to go out of my way to like be malicious, you know, almost like in this attempt to be like, you know, the vibe I got like listening to the Luke thing. And now hearing about the Carl thing that she said, it's like, you know, it's like this kind of like, this kind of like cool girl act like yeah I'm gonna like show how much I don't care about these people and I'm gonna like divulge you know uh really personal details or make like these super dubious harmful claims about them like yeah because like you know fuck those people whatever it's like dude like you're not making yourself look any better no you know it's like truly honestly at this point like I thought it was really cool when she was like messaging with us, but now it's like, I really don't want to talk to you because you have like, especially Luke, you know, not that it's understandable, but there's hurt there. What has Carl done to her for her to sit there? You know, like even it's one of those things where it's like, it's kind of like, I get what you're saying, but to me, it's a little bit null. It's like, what is like, really what did luke really do here like if we're yeah talking about, no you know I'm like, saying it's like her, her own hurt yeah though. in her in her Fair. own mind like she wanted to but it's like it's so long after and you're mm-hmm. like and then you're gonna say this like on a podcast and and then it's like with carl like even if you didn't like kyle or even if you thought you had even if like in your mind you were like it's fucked up you all do adderall like even if you really did think that which i don't think she does but like no then it's not just don't talk about this to on like it's just so intensely um aggressive and malicious to like bear people's secrets in public when she talks about mental health on i listen to giggly squad every fucking week and they have a mental health moment every single time and it's like you were making fun of suicide you were making light of and again we don't know the actual the actual reality but just like you said natalie the the giving the detail of the mom calling is something that to me alludes to it being a serious situation um and if even if luke had no actual intention to do anything he he his parents were clearly afraid and for her to make light of that as though it's something silly and like just what i was saying earlier not that luke deserved it at at all. I, I don't think Luke deserved to have that information. For me, I was my, more like, well, I can understand why Hannah would be in her head and be like, this is okay to share on a podcast. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, fuck right. him. Yeah. And it's like, even though it's like, dude, it's one thing to be like, he's a fucking asshole. It's another thing to bring up something that he probably didn't want shared. 
didn't At really all. talk about ever on the show. Yeah. It's not like it's not like Luke on Summerhouse talked about like, yeah, after my ex-girlfriend, like I was really I felt down and like I had a moment where I was it's not like he mentioned that already. Yeah. Like, you were no. you were exposing that uh, that's like someone's deep secret that they, you know, and like told you. And I don't know, there's something about it that is very like I don't maybe this is just a theory, maybe this is crazy or something, but like when Des came and like the energy that they had together. Yeah. That was like that was like fuck everyone else and like oh everyone's mean to you hannah and it feels like she got with des and she found somebody who's gonna like kind of agree with everything that she says and is like old enough to kind of be like completely uh like have a really antiquated mindset let's say about things like mental yes. health or about things like sharing other people's secrets like really antiquated ideas about that they're like com comics are like oh whatever oh i'm just gonna fuck around and it's like hannah kind of seems to be taking on like that persona mm -hmm. you know oh, the second des arrived at the house i saw a shift in her i saw a complete right. shift in her and des is not a good guy there's no, no ounce that makes me think that he's good i do think he's using her for her platform i completely think he's using her for her platform and you want to know he's such a fucking idiot that he put like i texted i messaged you guys hannah played the season like she's a fucking housewife on a real housewife yeah, show. yeah yeah thinking that you can alienate yourself from every single person in the group and they're still gonna ask you on next season nope yeah no and People, the Giggly Squad, like the giggle, some of the gigglers were like, honestly, like Paige, you should dump Hannah. Like, because yeah. it's the fucked up stuff she was, when she pulled her into the fucking bathroom, she was like, hey, just so you know, I'm not mad at you for picking Amanda's side. And, and Paige is like, yeah, like you were, like, like you shouldn't just like yell at everyone. And she's like, no, I just want you to know though that like, I'm not like super mad at you or anything. And she was like, okay, like, Let's just like go downstairs and eat. Like, yeah, I thought that was Paige got to a point on the, the season where Paige was like, I mean, she said to her, she's like, you can't get so defensive about literally everything. everything. Gabe, like you said, yeah. you mentioned her fucking name and she's like, get your name out of my fucking mouth. Yeah, it's like, and it's like, you know what? We accept that with Teresa. You know why we accept her with Teresa? Because she's on Real Housewives of New Jersey. And she, and the entire idea of that show is basically that. And we are all game. Summer House, Summer House is a fun show, okay? Yeah. Like, and Hannah makes things so, like, you know what I found really cringe? When, like, her, she's, like, want, when she goes to see her and she's, like, want to hang out with me and Des and, like, eat pizza in our room. It's like, what? Like, do you know that the show is about he partying? He ordered pizza. Like, Natalie, do you remember bringing up that <laughs> Do you remember when we had- I'll beep his name. I already know what you're talking about. <laughs> we had a party. We had a party. And this guy, Joel, the dude that I told you was kind of like my Luke relationship, this motherfucker <laughs> buys his own pizza for himself. Yeah, we literally we were like, oh, everybody, like, you know, put in like five dollars and we'll like eat, we'll buy a bunch of pizzas for everyone to share. And so we literally, we like pull our all our little kid money. And <laughs> I, I say like, we were probably like seniors in high school or something, yeah. but whatever. Okay. We pull all our money <laughs> and we go to the pizza place oh. and we're like, oh, what does everybody want? Like, you know, let's get a pepperoni, let's get a cheese, whatever, blah, blah. And we're like, hey, Joel, like, do you have any? And he's like, no, I'm going to buy my own. And so we literally bought all these pizzas for us to share and we're all sharing them. And he's like sitting off to the side with his own box of pizza, eating it. 
That's just the second that Des got the single pizza for himself. I just was brought back to that moment. I was You're like, like you I am triggered. Piece of shit. <laughs> like, it's just who? And also, I know that I don't know. I know that you guys don't watch Atlanta, but there was a moment when Kenya took the girls on a girls trip, and apparently they had no food. This bitch orders fucking Uber Eats for herself, <laughs> <laughs> brings it into the dining room, start, sits down, starts eating, and they're like, um. And she's like, oh, I was hungry. And they're like, you didn't think to ask anyone else? And she was like, there's food in the fridge. Like, <laughs> it's just whenever you're in a group situation, I don't it, like, it's just a certain vibe when you're in like a party situation, a group yes. situation, and you like, and everybody's like, hey, let's like, I'll do something together. Let's all pitch in to like, you know, buy the alcohol for the party. Let's all pitch in to buy the food for the party. And you're like, no, like, fuck all of you like we're just gonna do our own thing and like you know probably at the They'll same come. time like eat off of the stuff that y'all got but like also nobody's allowed to touch our stuff it's like bro oh, like makes me think so of a, cringe. the fucking you remember the other people we had another friend and her boyfriend <laughs> and you know friend. who listens who listens to this podcast how much yeah. should we divulge <laughs> wait does she i don't know okay no, no i'm not gonna all i'm gonna <laughs> say is this this girl and her boyfriend didn't want to contribute money to a party fund and instead brought their oh brought a half drank bottle of vodka no food and then like midway into the party they were like well i can like eat some right and as a good host i was like sure you can there's a lot of food but it it, that's the energy where it's like really and you know it's like it's it's like if you don't have money like if you're broke it's like just say that like just just i know it's hard it's totally fine like just tell somebody that and you will figure it out but just being like no like i'll do my own thing or like if you're like i don't want to eat what everyone else is eating it's like just just say that Mm -hmm. you know but people they can't kind of like get over themselves enough so they just act super fucking weird honestly like but i think that is like even different than i mean it is not it is the same i'm just saying like hannah has lived in a house with these people for like five weeks like how how hard are you have you alienated yourself that you can't be like hey everyone want to order pizza like we're thinking about doing that right and that's what makes me think it's like hmm you're the problem like you this these past two episodes Gabe, like you, it's like giving the benefit of the doubt, thinking like, why is everyone dogpiling on her? Right. And exactly. honestly, these these two episodes, I was like, no, I get it. I yeah. get it now because they're showing a lot more, and you're yeah. really seeing her true. I, I, sadly, you know, I hope these aren't her true colors, but it mm-hmm. seems like it might be because it seems like she met a guy who is as malicious as her and fame hungry. And yeah. I mean, why do you think she was on Winter House? Like now, I get it. No, no, I get it. And it's, and it's one of those things where it's like, wait, why, why haven't we seen huge, like, like group party scenes of like it, this summer? Like, you know, usually in summer house, it's like, I mean, obviously there's not uh, other people there, but usually in summer house, like they go all night, like doing crazy shit all together. And like, literally this time it's like, they do the planned thing. And then Kyle kind of keeps turning up the party with everyone who is uh, wants to. And then like Carl goes to bed because Carl's trying to like be sober and like be responsible, chill. But then Hannah is like, grab some one single person from the party always and it's like come hang out with me on our own and it's like okay putting sierra in such an awkward position like i feel like Paige and sierra are going to because i don't know if you've seen 
Paige and Sierra have been like traveling nonstop together, just the oh. two of them. They went to Charleston together to go hang out with the fucking Southern Charm boys. <laughs> they went to fucking Miami together for like a little beach vacay. And I honestly think it's like probably Sierra. I mean, I bet you Paige and Sierra have had the conversations of like, yeah, Hannah sucks. <laughs> yeah, but really bad, just like, just the fucking I mean, how do you think watch of the Amanda thing when she said, yeah. well, I guess she kissed her ass enough to become a bridesmaid? I was just going to say that. It's like, how do you watch that as somebody's quote best friend or friend right and Hannah, Hannah said I guess this is I guess she feels like this is her reward for not t- t- saying how she actually feels about Kyle it's like no Hannah maybe you're the only one who feels this way about Kyle and you have just assumed that Paige does because you rant to her and she doesn't tell you to stop yeah right like I bet she's not joining in on it though that's it, the thing. She, I feel like, like Hannah's exactly probably so right. fucking tone deaf that exactly she's right. like, yeah, he's a piece of shit. I fucking hate him, all this stuff. And Paige is like, please just sound off so we can like get through. <laughs> and Paige, or Paige says, and we've seen it this season. Paige will say something like, yeah, I just want to have fun. You know? Yeah, literally every single time she starts doing that, she's like, yeah, like the fucking last thing or one of the last fights when Hannah was like, don't come at me, Amanda. Come at you. Come at you for what? Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Paige is like sitting there, fucking, now she's in fucking <laughs> Sierra mode where she's like, oh my God. She was like holding up her like little hoodie like over her face. I was like, I'm with you, Paige. Well, like, she said, not everything sure. has to be a fight. Yeah. Not everything. She says you know, that to her. And this is the thing is like somebody like Hannah, like when you, when Paige goes to her and she says something like, like Paige is like, hey, you never have to apologize to me. Hannah takes that as, well, I didn't do anything. You don't have to. Yeah right and it's I like know. no that's not what that means like Paige is saying you don't have to apologize to me because like I don't have any opinion on this situation like it wasn't Paige, about me it was yeah. not about me it's never about me you don't have to apologize to me like that's what she's saying to you she's not saying don't apologize you know like and that's kind of where Hannah's mind gets misinterpreted and you know it's it's I always find it whenever I find I have like such like intense feelings about like somebody who's part of a reality show I don't know if you guys feel this way too I'm always kind of like Maybe I don't know them. But mm-hmm. then, like, in this situation, like, I really feel like I do. Yeah. You no, know? I think, I think Hannah was just, she showed her true self so much to the point where it was, you know, fucking, like, suffocating at yeah. times. I think there's, like, you know, I think some people can be victims of, you know, the edit. Mm-hmm. Um, but with a show like this, it's, like, you can, there's no, like, they didn't edit the fact that you purposely took your cringy boyfriend into your you know arch nemesis is room and like you know had sex in their bathroom and he sat there and joked about like doing things on their bed like the it's like you sound like a 14 year old not like a 45 year old man which is what you are by the way like that's just it's like you're just like a gross person at that point like there's no amount of editing that can like be like, you know, oh, they, they tried to make her look bad. It's like, girl, you did that all on your own. You that was all that. you. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know if you guys saw the Watch What Happens Live after the finale, but, you know, 
I gotta say, Kyle was incredibly kind. Yes, yes. For how he could have acted. Oh and my not gosh. only that, I would say he matured. He was just mature about the situation. Mm-hmm. He knows that there's no point in throwing more gasoline on the fire. And it's better to just, because I mean, when he brought up the, the sex in the bathroom, he was like, I didn't like that, but I'm not gonna, not gonna go into it. Don't think there's any point. And it's like, yeah, because you understand yeah, that it's you're losing no matter what because in her eyes, you are the devil. Like when she said to Amanda, she's like, well, uh, I did tell Des everything Kyle did to me. <laughs> and like had that like little like, <laughs> well, you know, like. <laughs> That's actually a like, great impression. It's a great impression. <laughs> no, but it's like, I was like, bitch, I used to do that in high school. It's like, um, yeah, no, like you didn't hurt my feelings, but like, fuck you. <laughs> like. Right. Yeah. It's and it's like a way for you to retain your sense of like your own reality of the situation because like yeah. it's not that <sighs> Kyle has done nothing to Hannah, but it, like exactly. when we're when we're talking about this summer specifically, like really the reason that you had a problem with Kyle is because he told the entire house that they should clean up a little bit more. Yep. That and she really took it as a, just her. She was like, you are attacking me. <laughs> but it's like, it's like oh? and then you look at, you know, it's like you want to sit there and get butthurt over that. I mean, look at literally the last episode where everybody's setting up for the wedding. And it's like, who's the only one that's not currently helping with stuff? Interesting. <laughs> like, like when Luke, like, Luke was like, hey, can you get down? She's like, yeah, sure. <sighs> I can't believe like, blah, blah, blah. Get back yeah. on the phone with Des. Also, Clearly, this dude is not good for you. Like, no. We talked about it a little bit last time, but I think if you like, it, it saddens me because I ho- I wish Hannah would have the foresight to be like, wow, this guy is like really separating me from my friends. And clearly, again, I do think that he he is wants her clout, and he's such a fucking idiot that he didn't realize that her ostracizing her. I think it's one of two things. Like he wants the clout or he's like, you're too fucking good for reality TV. Like yeah, he's an TV enabler. Is- no, he's, he's an enabler. He's a kind of guy who's like, uh, whatever you do, I'm going to say it's a hundred percent the greatest. The world revolves around you. And the reason that he does that is because it allows Hannah to not see any of his flaws because he's mm-hmm. quote perfect because he agrees with everything. Right. And like, Yo. Which I'm like, oh, flaws, they are, the red flags, like, oh where, God. where is there not a red flag? He walks in the house and I was like, red flag, red flag, red flag, red flag, <laughs> like, like, and I think everyone else was like, like, sitting at dinner, sitting at dinner and being like, yeah, on the first date, we didn't even kiss. And then on the second date, we fucked. It was like, well, that's a weird thing to say. Yeah. And it's like, who, to who Kyle, to know? But then saying to Kyle, so uh, am I going to be invited to your wedding? Like, dude, fuck off. Literally go suck a dick you're not a good comedian that's why you're not fucking famous bitch like and you know honestly uh, like it's a it's it's a i know stand-up comics and i don't know if you guys have any friends who are stand-up comics but like there's this weird thing that happens with people who get into stand-up comedy where they're like life's a joke and you're like no it's not uh actually (laughs) um people take things seriously sometimes and like the problem is that when you're a comedian who's like not funny, when you say life's a joke, it actually means like I'm allowed to be mean about anything that I want. And because I'm a quote comic, it's actually fine. So like Des asking Kyle, if you can go to the wedding, he's like, I'm a comedian, I'm irreverent. And it's like, no, that's like a thing. Like, yeah. what are you doing? Like, and it's, yeah. I don't know. It's and Hannah kind of, I think slipped in that mindset of, she thinks she's like a stand up comic as well. And like, 
I just, I really foresee her completely dropping off the face of Bravo completely because they do not deal with like that much toxicity, like on yeah. shows like that with people who don't make them that much money. They're like, no. Lou like, looked and, like the winner in this. That, which is hilarious. The thing, it's like, you know, <sighs> right? Cause like we were on her side. Like that was right. shitty for like, you know, Luke is still not a fan of Luke. I think he's a moron. And anytime he's in his room playing his guitar or wearing his weird hats or at his woodworking table, I laugh. But, you know, he, you know, it's like, instead of it being like, damn, like that Luke guy really is an asshole. Like poor Hannah. Now it's like, y'all are both assholes. And maybe you're perfect for each other in that way because y'all both fucking suck. <laughs> you know, like you said, like you should pick somebody. If you, if you, I don't know, it's like not pick somebody. It's weird. Like you should be with somebody who is improves you as a person yeah yes you know like that doesn't mean holding you back and not someone who's keeping you in your boundaries that you're comfortable in and you know like somebody i think people get that confused where they're like they think that being with somebody who makes them better means being with somebody who agrees with everything they say yeah a thousand percent it's actually more like kind of being with someone who disagrees with like 95% of what you say because <laughs> then you also have to kind of question it and then you yeah. both together come up with a better outcome yeah right like about I mean that's with like my current boyfriend that's the first time I've been with someone that's like no 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 you gotta back it up like you can't just yeah, say yeah. shit yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah, like yeah 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 forces it's me like- to think forces you to grow. Yeah. You know, you don't go to a therapist for them to be like, yeah, you're so right. Queen or King. Like, yeah, no, you're totally, yeah, no, it's all, no, you go to a therapist because they're a good neutral third party. That's like, you know, and how does that make you feel? Why do you think that person acted that way? You know, like what, you know, maybe there's, maybe you should like, instead of feeding into the situation, maybe you should separate yourself from it. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's like, you know, not that you should use your (laughs) significant other (laughs) as a therapist really, but, um, but you know, it's kind of the same thing where it's like, yeah, it's just, it's like this kind of weird level of toxicity sometimes. Like when you have someone like Des that like, instead of like trying to like, you know, make you, you know, not make you, but like, who's trying to like help you along the path to like being a better version of yourself is just like hyping you up and like, yeah, like fuck those people. I don't know. I don't know these people. I'm totally going off of what you've said to me. And I'm going to, I'm going to come in here and like make this situation worse. Like, yes. Instead of being like, Hey girl, like, Hey babe, like Mm -hmm. I am so sorry that you're dealing with this. And like, I can't even imagine what you're going through, but like, you know, maybe you should try to see (laughs) Try to sit down with them, have a yeah. conversation, see where they're coming from. You seem like very like yeah. high strung right now. Maybe you should like take a breather and then go chat with your friends because you're living with them right now and right. you should make it a good living situation. I don't think know, that was a phone call. That no, happened. Th- that, the phone call that happened was go yell at them back fuck them or just go to bed and, and fuck them. They're not your real friends. And it's like, you don't know anything. And you know, it's a, it's a, I think it might be a, a bit of a generational thing too, because like mm-hmm. yes. when you look at like the housewives, like all their husbands, they do the same thing that Des does. And like, oh. they're all kind of of the same generation of like, oh, oh baby, you're right. You're right. Whatever you did was right. Yeah. Like you're, you're right. Oh, just make me food and like, you know, take care of the kids. And like, it's one of those <laughs> things, right? Where it's like, you know, you're, you kind of like placate somebody by just mm-hmm. being like, you're right, you're right, you're right. And yeah. you don't actually know them. You don't actually know reality, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's like I can't help but I don't know why I have this image in my hand, but like, remember the 
the two people who like stood outside with their guns like during the trump rally like the one lady with their little handgun and like the guy yes with her it's like you know that that couple is two people who met each other and were like yeah fuck yeah america guns and trump you know and it's like <laughs> i can't help and like they just fucking one up each other until they were on the cover of the new york times like as like you know and like i can't help but think that's hannah and des you know like in 20 years like they'll be like out doing some crazy because they, they just I'm sorry. if they make it like I have a vibe that Dez is a really bad guy. Oh my god. First, I mean, it's like, okay, if- Why again, are you rushing marriage? Right. Always They get married flag. next month. They get married next month. What? It's yeah. next month? Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my Because he, he said that he's going out of town for a tour, and so they should just get married right away. That is such- such a red flag like that is like hannah like blink twice slide into our dms if you need help like please girl like no i truly it does worry me like it truly does worry i mean look at like all the trying to like separate her from her friends you know rushing things you know this whole enabling whatever it's like and again you know this is what's going on in front of cameras in front of other people right what's going on behind the scenes like you know all this and just being on the phone constantly, you know, uh, right. just dude, I behaving like, like fourteen-year-olds, you know. Like, who, have you guys ever like? Have you ever done that when you started dating someone and you were like on the phone twenty-four-seven? Because like I just like I haven't really like because I was talking to JD about that and I was like, have you? And he was like, not really. Like, it's like, like I feel like there should be that separation and like I just I've never experienced that when dating somebody, like being on the phone 24 seven. Not gonna go into details, but the clingiest person I've ever dated has also been one of the worst experiences of my life. So that right there <laughs> tells you something. You know, if someone mm-hmm. is trying to constantly know where you are, be, you know, connected to you, trying to, trying to, you know, be like, oh no, don't hang out with your friends or your family, like come hang out with me instead. Or like, you know what? It's like, that is again, such a red flag. Like. Mm-hmm. If this, you know, like, I I get, like, you're with someone, you're really into that, but, like, you, like, you need to be, like, separate people, you yeah, know? If someone's, like, trying to, like, yeah, be with you on that level, like, that's scary. That's indicative of, like, mm-hmm. something seriously wrong with that person. I'm sorry. <laughs> and it's so funny because, like, if you don't have like I think a lot of people who don't look into it that much are like it's that's what society reinforces right it's like oh my god he wants to marry you that's so nice and it's like well no let's just hold up a minute what does that actually mean you know but I think like there's so many people who really believe that like if somebody proposes to them or if somebody is like has that much attention on them or whatever that's Mm. like that's what loving someone is, or that's what that's what caring for someone is, you know? I mean, that's love. I mean, not to throw therapy terms into thing, but, you know, like, it is kind of what he's doing is a little love bombing. Love situation. bombing, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. I don't, like, know that ter- I don't know that term. What is that? Love bombing it's, is, uh, it's, I mean, it's exactly, it's somebody lavishing, like, a lot of attention and, like, right. care and love on somebody, you know, either before and or after, like, 
being a piece of you know usually it's used in like abusive situations where it's like you know like oh yeah like he hit me but then afterward he got me flowers and told me how sorry he was and he'll never do it again or even like at the beginning of a relationship being like i'm gonna take you here i'm gonna call you all the time i'm gonna say all this amazing stuff to you so that then when i start being abusive Mm. you will be like but no like he's like Mm -hmm. when we first got together like he loves me so much like it's just a way to really yeah use right. <laughs> yeah because yeah. like you right. love bombing is like just being amazing right. to yeah. you either before or after the abusive event mm-hmm. and if you're listening to this and this sounds scarily relevant i highly recommend lundy bancroft's uh why does he do that and also d graham's uh loving to survive <laughs> please read it get some help you can DM us. We'll help you or, you know, reach out to close friends and family because we will that shit is the, for real. We'll no, link the is. books in the, in the yes, podcast. Free PDFs. You don't have to buy it. Free PDFs. No, yes. Truly, <laughs> I, I, it is really worrisome to see that on Bravo and Bravo has had a history of putting people in abusive relationships and giving them a national platform and not doing anything to mm. help the situation. And I don't like it does really I truly am worried about Hannah because I do think Des is way more insidious than like Natalie said this is what we're seeing on camera and what we're seeing on camera is pretty you know yeah trial by jury sort of thing but it's like giving us enough like yeah giving us enough to be like whoa something is wrong here And it doesn't have to be that like, oh my gosh, he's violent. It's like, no, like, you know, he's, you know, agreeing with Hannah on everything. And, you know, as far as we know, Hannah's agreeing with him on everything. What happens the first time she doesn't agree with something he says? You know, it's like, it's just anytime anybody's like rushing to like, let's have kids, let's get married. It's like, what, why is this person trying to like put you in a situation that's difficult to get out of? right so quickly right Mm. you know like why would you want to get married so quickly getting engaged so quickly i mean like i you know there lisa vanderhump for example like her and ken todd they got engaged i think on their second date and you know fucking 35 40 years later they're still together i don't think that is the reality though and i do that's insane no, and there's there's a lot, you know, there are those stories of that happening, mm-hmm. but the thing is, a lot of times, like, and I bet you Lisa Vanderpump and Ken, I bet you there were some toxic traits, abusive traits that they had to work through, and it, it came from a space, though, of hopefully, you know, Ken was not a, Ken was willing to learn, mm-hmm. you know, and, like, grow and become a better person and stuff, and I think it takes being a person that's willing to grow and look at their own faults because they truly love this person. Whereas there is the other kind of side of that, of somebody that's just like, well, like you said, Natalie, of like, let me get you entangled into the situation. That's pretty difficult to get out of because then you're going to think really hard before you ever try to get out of this because it's mm-hmm. not like you can just leave. Like just the rushing yeah. the marriage is very weird you're just like it's like ooh, let's invoke the law yeah like uh, okay (laughs) like wait what (laughs) it's like let's it's like oh yeah i love you so much let's legally put it on down on paper so that so that actually like it's going to be harder to say you don't love me back like that's really what it is and that lisa and ken's like people who see that and are like oh it's worked for them 
baby girl, that's the exception, not the rule. <laughs> like, yes, yes. Not- <laughs> hey, y'all. Love you guys. We'll Love talk you soon. We'll talk Bye. next week. We won't go yeah. two weeks. We'll, we'll talk next week. Yeah. Okay, okay. See ya. <laughs>